Hello, and welcome to our latest Faith and Family episode. This one is all about Christmas. Not a huge surprise, right? Christmas is a pretty big deal to the Christian church, and it's a pretty big deal for families too. And because of that, I know for myself as a parent, I often feel pressure to have that perfect Christmas, right? To do it all, maintain every tradition, bake every cookie, watch every Hallmark movie, purchase all the perfect gifts and attend every event. It can be a lot. Or maybe you're missing some of those traditions or family members for another year this Christmas. And that grief can be overwhelming as well. Wherever you're coming from this year, Christmas holds a lot of meaning. So let's talk about how to manage Christmas as a family. And what better way to do that than to talk to someone in my own family? So I sit down with my dad, Jeff Lindsay, our senior pastor at Colonial, soon to be Meeting House Church. And we talk all things Christmas, what matters most and how sometimes learning the hard way can help you prioritize. Welcome, Jeff. We're really excited to have you on the podcast today. Although it's a little weird saying Jeff, should I just say dad? Sure. Dad, Uh, Pastor Dad. Pastor Dad will be kind of funny, but... (laughs) We're excited to have you and to talk about Christmas, Hmm. because I know how much you love Christmas. Love Christmas. Yeah, uh, I I love that first uh, Sunday in Advent, because that meant the Saturday before the church was transformed. You know, we all of a sudden have this day, this line in the sand where it goes from your normal stark meeting house in common yeah. to all of a sudden it's green and trees and lights and it's just uh, a magical time of, of the year, but it's also a magical time of the life of our church. And it sets the whole tone for the next uh, weeks uh, leading up to Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. It also makes me think about just how busy the Christmas season can be with everything going on at church and then in our own families and schools and plays. And there's just so many things going on that I think the Christmas season can also feel as wonderful and joyful as it is. It can sometimes feel overwhelming. Well, I think... uh in these last couple of years, especially, uh, we've already been feeling overwhelmed. We've been already feeling like we can't keep up with all of our responsibilities in the kind of the the new normal that we're in with with COVID. And yeah, and then there's all the the Christmas things that you can only do at Christmas. I was just talking with Patrick about we should put together a Christmas bucket list so that we get to do everything we want with mm-hmm. our kids. We have to do the gingerbread house. We have to drive around and look at lights and. It feels like you only have three or four weeks to cram everything in together. Oh, if you actually sit down and do that bucket list, yeah. you're going to realize just how full that bucket is. Right. Because <laughs> you just realize, oh, yeah, and oh, of course that, and then I want to do that, and well, we wouldn't want to miss this. And, right. And also, you got 20 things, and there's right. no way you're going to be able to do them all. So. Right. And then it can feel you face that disappointment of, mm. oh, did we have the perfect Christmas season, or did we... Forget to do this or miss out on this. I think that one of the key words in this conversation is prioritizing. Yeah. What, what, is the, what is the must do things? What are the things that if we didn't get them done, we'd really be sad? Like eating a Christmas cookie or buying your favorite friend a gift or, or remembering the Christmas story or mm-hmm. being at church and worshiping and celebrating all the wonderful Christmas hymns. And I mean, there are certain things you go, oh, well, you, you don't really want to be doing those things in April. Right. <laughs> Right, right. And then what 
what are the values around Christmas too that yeah. you want to emphasize and yeah. prioritize? Well, for for the Christian, it's it's the one of the top two most powerful seasons of the year. It's thank goodness for the church calendar that brings Christmas and Easter around every year because it's a chance for us to to celebrate this amazing story upon which our faith is built. The birth of Jesus, God incarnate, come into this world to create the possibilities of hope and peace and a real joy and 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 the expression of love. And then, of course, Easter, which mm-hmm. is God's bridge to uh, us and His relationship with us. So, yeah, I mean, and Christmas is just all about uh, finding those places where we can celebrate, where we can have joy, where we can be hopeful. So, yeah, right, right. And I think it's all about presence. And just remembering to be present to the people you're with, be present to God, and be present to the ways that God can use us. Well, and that's a very good point, because what happens if you have a bucket list and there's too many things on it, you're literally rushing from one thing to the next, because you're trying to get them all in. Right. And you would absolutely miss then to just pause and to look at those lights a few minutes longer or Mm -hmm. to think about what's your environment or to watch the snow come down you know for a couple minutes and be in awe of the the circumstance situation uh experience that you're having right right in front of you as opposed to okay next we got to move on to the next thing right right so what advice would you have for families on how to make those priorities and how to to choose what to highlight during these busy times well for families i always think family mm-hmm. how, how can we how can we celebrate individuals within our family and how can we celebrate our family as a unit mm-hmm. so how can I by my presence or my gifts or our, or my time um, how can I make sure that you recognize I'm valuing you in this season also finding those times for us to be together kind of taking a deep breath and shoulders down and kind of going, Hey, let's just enjoy this meeting, this meal, uh, yeah. this time together. Let us just enjoy this this cookie decorating moment. Uh, let's just celebrate that we can go out together and 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 buy grandpa and grandma a Christmas gift, and mm-hmm. or let's just go walk around the neighborhood and look at all the lights of our neighbors, or drive around the car. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to to say. How can we celebrate each other by giving each other time? How can we celebrate the individual by pointing out ways that we love them and are, are encouraged by them? Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then, I think, I think in terms of holidays, that less is more. Mm-hmm. I, I we say that a lot, and it kind of rolls off the tongue, and it's hard to know where those lines are. But I think less is more to to think about. Hey, for a whole evening, we drove. We went to the zoo and drove through all the the yeah. light, the lit up animals, and we remember those animals, and we talk about that experience. Or, you know, what was it, a year ago when we drove through the state fairgrounds, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and saw all the lights, and and uh, I remember it was we, they were celebrating Prince, the artist yeah. uh, Prince, <laughs> and we still talk about that. Yeah, you remember when right. we did that, and then we they had a few of those stands from the state fair that were open afterwards, and we went and got some cheese curds, and you know, right. Right. When you can kind of remember those, you can kind of ponder those experiences, you can kind of relive them, well, that carries on forever. Mm-hmm. So. And one thing I have to keep reminding myself as a parent of a toddler is sometimes 20 minutes is all you get, and it can be a magical, quality-filled 20 minutes, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. And we, we were driving around looking at Christmas lights with Connor, 
and it was 20 minutes and then he was like okay i'm ready to go home i'm done with that he was done but it was he still talked about it and it was a great 20 minutes and he had the best time and it was a total win but in my expectations i was thinking okay we'll do this for like three hours and it'll be so much fun but less is more well and, and and where do you learn that you, you learn that around meals, right? Yeah. Let's not have the expectation we're going to have an hour and a half meal around a table. Yeah, right. Let's have an expectation we're going to have a good 20 minutes yep. where we are celebrating each other as opposed to that place where all of a sudden it's not that fun anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're, if you're begging your kid to do 10 more minutes, right, right. <laughs> what are you gaining? <laughs> right. Uh, what was, you, you know, just the other day you had both of your kids out in the snow. Yeah. Well, you know that that's time sensitive yeah there's going to be a line where all of a sudden now i'm cold now i'm wet now it's not any fun yeah just done (laughs) so then you're done right yeah and that's it and that's still a win and i think that's a good way to think about the holidays and think about christmas is you know we we would uh remember when we were younger family and you guys were small kids and we would go downtown and go to the holly dazzle yeah, yeah. and we'd walk through the eighth floor and, and yeah, yeah. at uh, macy's yep. and we'd go eat in the food court i mean that was a great tradition but the first couple years it got long and right. so we were doing right. three major things you know the eighth floor eating at the food court and then going out the, out watching the holly dazzle as it got better as as time went on mm-hmm. you, as you guys got older and more mature but so maybe it would have been better when you were little to just maybe do the Holly Dazzle or the eighth floor. Sure, and eighth floor. right. But we try to do it all. Right, uh, right. And they're good memories looking back. Yeah, they absolutely. Were, there were some rough moments <laughs> right. back in the day. But we remember so. the good ones. I will say, too, about that, the one year that I remember most vividly is when we were sitting at a food court and we saw a man who was experiencing homelessness and asking for a meal and you invited him to sit down with us Mm. and we learned about him and his story and just brought another person into our tradition and into our celebration too. And I remember that most vividly because it could have been so easy to be like, okay, well this is family time, quality time. Like I'll give him $10 and move on. But to take that time to notice somebody and see somebody and just have a conversation with them, I think taught me a lot about the values that we want to prioritize as yeah. a family and what yeah. we want to make matter most. I mean, I, I think when you think about the holidays and kind of getting outside of yourself, it's just to think about the needs of others Yeah, and thinking about that, that grandpa or grandma that doesn't have family close that you could invite to come to have dinner with you or mm-hmm. that one neighbor that you could do something special for, bring them a plate of cookies or something or... I mean, I think anytime you can kind of get outside yourself and know that you made an impact on someone else, that yeah. can really make the holidays really special. Yeah. Because, you know, buying gifts can get overwhelming. Yes. You know, trying to find the pressure of trying to find that right gift and making everything fair and equal and, and you know, trying to be clever and hope they're going to like it. And I mean, all that can end to be a nightmare. But have, inviting somebody into your house to in, enjoy a meal with them and and, mm-hmm. and and hearing their story and sharing your story, I mean, those things last a lifetime. Right, right. Yeah. And leading by example for your kids yeah. and how they can lead. But sometimes, sometimes that is a lesson that we have to learn the hard way, right? <laughs> I think I know where you're going with yeah. this. <laughs> there might be a story coming to mind for you. <laughs> uh so, you know, back in the day, we used to have a couple of folk services, and mm-hmm. we they started in the uh, hearth room at our church, but they, they ended up in the, the, 
the common outside the meeting house, right in front of the great hearth. Yeah. You might remember we were all involved with that. You guys, I do remember. you and Michael always lit the uh, Advent wreath and mm-hmm. shared the little liturgy that went with. We we often had some good music, and then oftentimes we had some other music. <laughs> we you had know, music. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 bad saxophone player or violin <laughs> player, and uh, but it was it kind of circled back to being cute. Yeah. But it was, there was some pressure involved with that, putting it together and getting it just right so that when people showed up uh, at 5 o'clock, they were ready. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the same year that we had begun sponsoring a family through the Total Victory Christian Center, one of our urban ministry partners. And we had uh, uh, adopted a family. It was, a, it was actually a grandmother and her seven grandkids. Wow. Uh, her daughter had died. Her husband had died, mm. and so she ended up as an 81-year-old uh, with these seven grandkids. So, and she was this little little old lady anyway. Uh, and uh, so we had adopted them because I knew them, and I thought it'd be nice they would they would know me, and and I kind of would know what their needs were. But to be honest, I had forgotten. Mm. In the midst of being a professional Christian, I had kind of yes. forgotten my responsibilities as you know as a person, as a family. Yeah. And all of a sudden now it's three o'clock on Christmas Eve and our service is at five. And all of a sudden I remember this family. Mm. And I thought, well, you know, they don't know that we adopted them. So they're not expecting us to show up. So I'll, maybe I'll just skip it. I just don't know how I could get it all done. They, they're in South Minneapolis and of course we're in Indiana. But my guilt came over, overtook me. Right. <laughs> and so all right. of a sudden I jump in the car and I... And with the worst attitude possible for Christmas Eve, I show up to Jerry's grocery store. Yeah. And I start throwing stuff into a cart. And they have a little section there for kids and stuff. And I just pick something for every one of the kids. And they were awful, I'm sure. <clears throat> so I, I had this meal. And I think I ended up with like five bags. And I walk out to the car and it's snowing. Of course. And so, I mean, it's coming down like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and while I had been in the store for that 15 or 20 minutes, it had accumulated. So there's some slush now. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving through South Minneapolis through the slush. They, they live on a one-way in South Minneapolis, and I didn't know that. And I have to go all the way around to try to finally get in front of their house. Mm-hmm. And I step out of the car, and I step right into a puddle. <laughs> so now my shoe is wet, my sock is wet. And I'm, I, if I could get more bitter, I don't know how I could. <laughs> And I remember walking up the door with the first two of five bags, and I, I ring the doorbell, and I'm just like, gotta get this over with and get back to church. And I open the door, and here's this little old lady, and here's kind of the chaos of seven kids. I think the oldest was like 12, and then it went down from there. Yeah. And and she big smile on her face, Pastor Jeff, oh, come in. And I came in, and I brought in my first two bags. I said, I got a few more bags in the car, and she said, thank you, thank you. And she said, kind of off the cuff, she said, I, I knew you were coming. Mm. I knew you would come, I guess. was I knew you would come. And I'm like, wait, what? In my mind. I go out to the car and I go get some of the bags I walk in. And, and she's got this smile. And all the kids are there now. And, and we knew each other. So they're thanking me for coming. And, and I said, you know, you knew I was coming? She goes, absolutely, I knew you were coming. I said, how did, how did you know that? And she said, because we don't have any food. And I don't have any grocery, any uh, toys for the kids. And so I just prayed. I said, God, you have to come through. Like, we just, we don't have anything else. You're just going to have to come through. So I knew you were coming. And I remember trying to fight back tears. Uh, and I, I hugged everybody and I said, Merry Christmas. And I was walking out the car and I, 
And I had tears from the emotion of that experience of, of being able to be there for them mm-hmm. and to help them have some Christmas cheer. But I also, out of just the sadness that I had almost missed that opportunity to, to, to be a blessing to someone else, out of my own selfishness, out of my own self-centeredness, mm-hmm. out of my own laziness. Um, and so I think there are those times where we make some commitments, and those commitments are based on choices that we're making for what we're trying to create and experience. And then we make sure those things happen. Yeah. We invest enough time and energy in those things so that everybody benefits from that. And then if there's a, if you're able to do some of the other things, then fine. But you know at least, you know, what do they say in terms of time management? You know, make sure the rocks are in the jar, the big rocks are in the jar yeah. first. And if there's other room for other things, then you put more in. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a help. Because otherwise, it's real easy to kind of fall into kind of a holiday's blues, you yeah. know, and just... It's instead of it being a joyful, happy, celebratory time, it just becomes this overwhelming sense. And right, you know, right. And then it, and then you and then you miss it for another year. Yeah, so. then you miss it. And I think that story reminds me so much of just the Christmas story. And I think about all the Israelites who were just saying over and over, like, "I know God's coming. I know God's coming." But how they waited and waited, but then God came, and God always comes. And how God can show up through a young girl in this crazy situation and nowhere to give birth and on her own with her husband, but God shows up in this beautiful, powerful way. And then how God can show up through us in these moments too. And it's, it's not about us. It's about God. I mean, the good news is God keeps coming. Mm -hmm. It keeps coming. Right. But I often think about how, how busy my life is and how I can fill it up with a lot of good things. They're good things, but I can fill it up so quickly. And then I wonder about, am I, am I leaving him any room to show up? Am I creating any margin for me to see him? Or am I going to be missing it? Because I'm doing all these other things, things that are good, but maybe I'm missing out on how God can be using me in this season. I, I think what I'd say is it's not too late. Mm-hmm. I would say we still have some days to think about uh, what you might still want to accomplish in this Christmas season, what you'd like to experience, what message you'd like for the people that you care about to receive from you, mm-hmm. um, and and then just make some plans. And then realize that that's going to come at a little bit of a cost, mm-hmm. because by choosing one thing, you're choosing against something else. Yeah. And so you have to realize that you're now focusing on your highest priorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with those high priorities are probably the, the biggest positive outcome. So as families are really entering into these last few days of the Christmas season, what would you say to them? As I would just say maybe, you know, as we miss, we offer you a, you know, Merry Christmas, that if it's not a Merry Christmas, if, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling lonely, if you are feeling like you've been abandoned or forgotten, well, this church is here for you. Mm-hmm. I would say that. And I'd say there's other resources that are out in your community that could be a support and encouragement to you as well. You you don't have to do this alone if you're feeling like none of that stuff that you guys just talked about made any sense at all right. because of the situation I'm in. Well, then ask for help. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here to help, and there's others that are around to help as well. Right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. It was fun. We're yeah. excited for Christmas at church and into the new year and all that's to come. 